Hey, it's Jamie Sumner, left guard from 1994-95, and this is the Bunch of Nuts podcast with my boys Dan and Cass. Go Bucks! Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Bunch of Nuts podcast. I'm Dan, here with Big Cass, and we have a huge guest, a big guest, Big Game Boomer. Welcome to the show. Uh, we're going to talk, you know, just everything, but um big game boomer how you been uh how did you become big game boomer let's start there yeah well first thanks for having me on hope you guys are doing well um really I, I mean it's pretty simple i during covid we all picked up probably hobbies that we didn't do before yeah uh, <laughs> you know we were all locked down um so uh I, I guess it was like november of 2020 i took the week of thanksgiving off and just got on Twitter and just you see all the banter between fan bases and I started getting into it and you guys are Ohio State fans so you'll like this um I, I got into it with Desmond Howard and uh Love it. <laughs> yeah he was like um I, I I messaged him and I was I tweeted at him and I was like how disgusted are you with Michigan this year and he messages me back and he's like how disgusted are you with OU's performances against <laughs> K-State and Iowa State I was like, Harbaugh needs to go. And he's like, I've expressed that many times on game day. Um, and uh, ever since he then, has? I was like, this is, this is fun. So once the season was over, I just started kind of cranking out these graphics. And uh, it's just kind of a snowball effect, uh, just kind of one idea after another. And uh, I had like 50 followers uh, back in November of 2020. And I, I think I've got like 45,000 now and yeah i uh, i remember we, i remember following you probably when you were in the four or five thousands I oh remember. really long yeah. time yeah i remember yeah. you in 2020 for sure um what 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 do you say has been your most controversial well, list well hold up hold up he just proved a point that Desmond Howard is a liar because he True. has never got on co- college game day and called for Jim Harbaugh's job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that was that. I, I, I was stunned that he like snapped at me like that. I, it was, it was, uh, I was like, well, okay, this is cool that you can interact with like famous people on Twitter. Um, <laughs> that, I mean, so that, yeah, it is hilarious. Um, so you just said most controversial list. Yeah. Well, what has been your most, well, I guess, yeah. Controversial or list that's blown up the most. Well, the one that blew up and this is kind of when I realized like, okay, Hey, I think I got something going here was when I did the best pizza joint in every oh, college town. Yeah. Um, that was controversial. In, yeah. That was like in, uh, March, I think of 2021 and I put Chuck E. Cheese for Alabama and I wasn't trolling, uh, Alabama at all. People thought, oh, this guy's a troll. But, like, I, I have a family member that went to Alabama, and um, she didn't eat pizza much, I guess, uh, when she was there. And she was like, you know, I, I, there's a Chuck E. Cheese close to campus, and so that's kind of what I went with. And, like, Chuck E. Cheese was – not bad, actually. Yeah. And the pizza's all right. Um, I've got a little kid, so we go there every now and then. But, uh, but <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese was trending on Twitter that whole day. And, I mean, it was – it was hilarious. Um, I forgot what you put for Ohio State. I want to say, was it Cecilia's or Adriatico's? Or neither? It might have been Adriatico's, I, I think. I, I, 
Um, it was that, or maybe Tommy's Pizza. I think, I think it was Tommy's. It was Tommy's. Because that's okay. right, right next to the yeah. Tommy's the is right across the street. Yeah, Tommy's is right across the street from the hor- well, right across the street from St. John, next to College Traditions and all that. But yeah, so it's like, right there. In- so you definitely put thought behind this. Like, I mean, do you like do you sit down in a room and just like go one by one? Like, how do you approach these? Lists? Absolutely, it depends on the list. Um, like when I'm, I'm, I haven't been to every college town. It's a kind of a goal of mine to get to every college town, but I have a huge network of fans from all across the country, from every school. So from school towns that I haven't been to, I get their recommendations on like mm-hmm. food stuff. Uh, but now like, I don't know if you've seen, like I rank players, I rank coaches. That's all like my own analysis. Um, and I mean, a lot of the times they're pretty dang close to like what, you'll see on like 24 seven or ESPN and uh, they, those lists just go crazy. And I take those seriously because like, I'll see like a kid's parent post that list on Facebook, like saying how proud they are of their son or like a coach's wife sharing it and like saying, I'm so proud of you. Like <laughs> it, I mean, it's, it's cool. Um, so, so those, those, I do spend a lot of time, uh, trying to make sure that it, it you know, it's, it's a legit list. Um, which, yeah, which, I, which I don't think a lot of people knew. Um, well, at least a lot of our listeners probably wasn't sure. Cause like when they see like the Chuck E. Cheese, Alabama, they think, oh, he might be throwing in like a troll thing here, or there, but like, you're actually going through this, which is one by one, which is yeah. awesome. Yeah, and we we've roast, we've I mean I don't I could I don't know which lists we but we've roasted you on oh, our yeah. podcast. Oh, oh yeah, you'll, I got you'll it, agree yeah. with me. You'll agree with me. You'll hate me. I mean that's just that's part of it. That's what makes it great. Um, it was it was actually the week before you dropped like your top podcast, which somehow we were on, which is like, I don't like, I'll take it. Like what we keep saying, it's like when Matthew McConaughey won the Oscar for like Dallas buyers club over, um, um, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio for Wolf of Wall Street. We have no idea how we won, but we'll take it. We know you're, yeah. being legit. but where was Josh Proctor on your top safeties? Yeah, that was one of them. That was, that was my biggest question. Well, see with Ohio state's secondary, they've just got to prove it, uh, to me. Um, I mean, I, what was their, their, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I think they were like 98th, 99th in past uh, defense last yeah, year. Yeah, not, um, not great. I, I do like Tanner McAllister, that transfer from Oklahoma State. I think he's going to be really good. I think he's going to be playing the nickel position. Um, but just for returning guys, I, 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 I got to see, I got to see more uh, this year uh, to put them in the top 50. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, so let's let's go a little um, let's go a little here. 2016, the uh, two-hour blackout in Oklahoma in Norman, the basic defense game. Yeah, uh, we want to know we want to know your thoughts on that game. Actually, let's just do back to back. Just your thoughts on the home and home series, and um, was it really like in in Baker Mayfield's mind? Like, do you think he was being a little childish, knowing that Ohio State was? that they sing their alma mater uh, every game, or do you think he, he just found that as a reason to go into Columbus and do the ridiculous, try to plant a flag on a, on, on turf. Uh, just take us back through those two games. Yeah. Um, so w- what was it? Austin Kendall. I think it was OU's like third string quarterback. Yeah. that said Ohio's, yeah. I mean, just a boneheaded comment, really not even a, 
big deal, but you, you just, you can't say if that gets leaked to the press, then, then it becomes a big deal. And, and so you guys had extra motivation way better than, uh, OU, uh, that season just came in and kicked our butt. Um, and, uh, so I, I and, ba- and Baker Mayfield played really bad in that game. And so I, I think, and I, maybe he didn't know the whole thing about y'all singing your, was it alma mater song at the end of the game? Yeah, Carmen. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know. Um, but, but then the next, the next year, um, I think it was personal to him. I, I know like uh, on game day, like everyone picked Ohio state to win um, and he took a lot of heat for losing that game, uh, a year ago, um, a lot from the fans media. So I, I don't know if it's some more of a redemption, uh, type of feel to it. Um, it was definitely entertaining. And, uh, I think the reason that, that he struggled so much in Cleveland with the fan base is, is, has a lot to do with that flag plant because, you know, a lot of Ohio state fans are Cleveland Browns fans, <laughs> Oh uh, well, yeah. I for one am not a Cleveland Browns fan. Are you a Bengals I, I probably, fan? I hate the Browns. I'm a I'm a Bengals fan. <laughs> okay, um, uh, but like uh, when I saw that, I mean, I was I was upset because Ohio State lost. Because you know, obviously I am. But when he planted, tried to plant that flag, I just laughed because it's like, dude, you're planting a flag on t- something that has no mud, no dirt to like solidified to stand that flag up so as soon as he like he planted it just dropped to the ground so i just i just <laughs> laughed i mean the, but i i do say this i hope week one he goes he, he starts at quarterback for Cle- uh, for carolina and just destroys the browns because i feel like the browns did him dirty because he brought life i mean honestly you know he brought life to cleveland he you know yeah. he i mean he did everything in his power i thought to build a championship winning team in Cleveland. And I, I think the fans turned their back on him and it doesn't help that he had three, he's been there, what, four or five years. And he's had three coaches already head coaches. So it's not like, I mean, give the guy a break. And then they didn't, they didn't do him very justice. So I, I really hope that he, when he starts week one against, uh, against Cleveland and Carolina, he just absolutely destroys the Browns. Absolutely. He'll, no, somehow, I, be an, he'll somehow be an MVP candidate. Just watch. <laughs> it'll be like, it'll be <laughs> yeah. classic Browns. Just, yeah. I mean, he's going to play with a chip on his shoulder. Madden just rated him a 69 overall rating. So. Well, if you're Ooh. in, because they have the Baker Mayfield cycle on like uh, Twitter, it's when he plays with the chip, that's where the cycle's like, where he's going to peak. So he's going to play with a chip, prove the haters wrong. And then like, then it goes to just like, plays terribly, plays with the chip, proves the haters wrong. Like, it's just a revolving cycle. So, yeah. Carolina's probably going to make, like, a wild card or win the NFC South now. Just watch. Wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it. Don't doubt Baker, for yeah. sure. Per, I mean, personally, like, from I was at that game, and I honestly didn't care. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was more I – I was so stunned how that game went because it felt like the Buckeyes were in control – and then all of a sudden, JT Barrett threw a pick in the fourth, and then Oklahoma took a double-digit lead out of nowhere, and it was over. And I was just like, yeah. "Huh." I feel like I, I was, the game it was like a very anticlimactic. And it went fast. That game went so fast. Like it, it did. Just, like it, it, oh, boom! It's over already. And we lost. Like it's one of them losses to a non uh, to a non-conference team where we kind of forgot that we lost to Oklahoma in 2017. The only thing that makes it a little memorized is, is Baker. 
all the Buckeye fans that loved Baker when he was in Cleveland, now they hate him again. Yeah, that that game was probably the biggest non-conference win for OU, God, in a decade. I mean, I can't think of a, a bigger win than that. Because uh, Ohio State, did you guys still go to the playoff that year? No, no uh, we lost to Iowa. 52, Iowa, that's yeah, right. That's when we got blown out by Iowa at at, at uh, Kinnick. Yeah, that's right. It, it was a week. It was a week after JT Barrett went fifteen of fifteen for three touchdowns, and, and when we came back by fifteen twice against Penn State, and then both teams. You know, gave it all there that, that week, and then the next week, both teams laid an egg against their t- two p- opponents. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's it, it's just interesting. Like, I have, but we did win the Big Ten. Uh, yeah, it's it's crazy how basically uh, whoever wins that game, it, it, like it, it's basically those games were de facto playoff games um, both seasons because in uh, 2016 Ohio State won, they ended up going to the playoff. 2017 Oklahoma won, they went to the playoff. Even though it's you know early in the season, it, it was basically like those de facto playoff games. And right. I I have no beef with the like Oklahoma fan base at all. I think they're like they're one of probably the most reasonable fan bases actually yeah. in my opinion. I've like they're kind of like Ohio State, just you know the uh, the Big 12 version. But like every for the most part, every Oklahoma fan I talked to. Uh, in 2017 at the stadium was super respectful. Uh, I actually had a couple of drinks with a couple of them at a local bar. They like, they, they were, we were just talking after the loss. Oh, nice. So, I mean, it, like I, I got to give credit to the, the Sooners fans. It, it, it's a fan base that the team is ranked probably top five of all time when it comes to, you know, top 10, at least when it times all time programs. And it's the only fan base I think in the top 10 that's worthy of talking to. Like Texas fans are completely outrageously stupid. Michigan fans, same way. Notre Dame is the most delusional. Alabama just get annoying, but you have to give them respect anyways because of all the championships they were in. Um, I mean, that's just, that's just it. That's, you know, of course, Ohio State. I I even find Ohio State fans obnoxious sometimes. I mean, so there's always some. Always summon your own fan base. <laughs> we know that. I mean, <laughs> we know one guy. Uh, uh, Not mentioning mul- names. Mul- <laughs> we know multiple guys at this point. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess, you know, while we have you, let's talk a little conference realignment because, you know, your Sooners are kind of at the forefront of this with mm-hmm. going to SEC. What are your thoughts on the future of the Big 12? I think the Big 12 is in a very strong position right now. Um, You know, a year ago, we were all saying the Big 12 was dead, but, you know, they added uh, BYU, Cincinnati, UCF, and uh, Houston, and that's now looking like a genius move because they got big markets, uh, teams that are kind of on the rise. Uh, Now it's the Pac-12 that is uh, kind of scrambling right now. And, you know, the Pac-12 turned down a lot of those big 12 teams. They they all applied to get into the the Pac-12 last year. And the Pac-12 turned their noses up to, you know, the Texas Techs, Kansas States, Oklahoma States of the world. So it's kind of a reverse uh, operation here. And I I think the Pac-12 is going to stay together um, at this point uh, for the time being. I think Oregon and Washington are kind of strongholding the other schools into staying um, just because they they they, they want to be in the Big Ten. They do not want to be in the Big 12. 
Um, so I, I honestly don't see the Pac-12 expanding at all, and just they're just going to stay at ten teams. But I think the Big Twelve is in good shape. I think the Pac-12 eventually will end up getting some of the Mountain West schools. Um, and the, the the big key right now, obviously, college football is all eyes are on Notre Dame. We all know that. Um, oh yeah. It, I I think personally, you know, I came up with a you know Dan and I came up with a you know he he came up with a, the four conference thing with pods. I put the gravy yeah. and stuff like on top. I wrote an article about it. Everyone um, stole. Let, let let the record show too. We posted. We did our episode like that day when the conference realignment came out, and we like I came up with this pod idea, and then literally every other like website and podcast literally like two days later was like oh how about this pod idea i was like literally my idea but it, like they'll never credit with me with it in the dictionary but like or like the, the wikipedia but like let, let the record show <laughs> i i honestly see the i i think like the pac-12 is it could it, the all eyes are on them if oregon washington and Stanford somehow joined the Big Ten. They're obviously going to be another Pac-12. And I think Colorado is that one team. So then you look at the Big 12, okay. If I'm the Big 12 and you see some of these schools in the Pac-12 joining the Big Ten, I'm going after Utah. Uh, just because BYU-Utah rivalry is top ten, in my opinion, in, rivalry. in, in rivalries. Yeah. You, have to, you have to get that. Colorado, I think Colorado is the interesting one just because, you know, they have the ties with Nebraska, but they also have ties with Oklahoma. They ain't joined the SEC because then, then you'll have another Mizzou. Um, yeah. So it's going to be quite, quite interesting when the, all this conference and alignment uh, comes out. But I think, I think every conference at this moment is wa- waiting to see what Notre Dame is going to do. Am I correct? Yeah, no, and I don't think Notre Dame's going to do anything this <laughs> calendar year. So we may be sitting around and something probably next summer around this time is going to happen. But, yeah, if I'm the Big 12, I aggressively go after Colorado, Utah, and the Arizona schools um, and just try to completely raid the Pac-12. Um, makes the most sense to me. Um, but, uh, but we'll you, see. This question is not on our talking point. This just came up to my – Top of my head. Yeah. Um, just real quick. Do you think the NCAA dropped the ball by not expanding the cl- playoffs for all these uh, expansion? Because I believe if, Absolutely. They, if they expanded to at least six or eight in the playoffs, you don't see these. I don't think you see all these mega conferences. No. Yeah. No, yeah. No, I, I, I do agree. But um, and that this whole alliance thing with the, the Big 10, Pac-12, ACC is maybe the dumbest thing I've ever seen because uh, it's I almost a joke. Feel like I almost feel like that was a setup for some reason. I feel like the Big 10 was setting up one of the conferences to fail and they were going to poach. I feel like that was kind of the plan all along for some reason. Yeah. And uh, maybe I'm giving Kevin Warren way too much credit, but I, I feel like he did something dude, devious there. Dude, Kevin Warren has no credit for – adding USC and UCLA. That was all the eighties starting with Gene Smith at Ohio state, like guarantee it. Yeah. I heard they, Gene Smith was involved, like, but, but, but these, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> but, but back to your question. I, I don't think that like these super conferences, I, I don't think it's, it's, uh, it's motivated by, the playoff expansion. It's all about money. I mean, yeah. these schools are going to be making the, in the big 10 and the sec are going to be making 40 to $50 million a year more than schools outside of those, of those conferences. So 
I mean, just think about how, all of the advantages you get from going to a conf- conference with that kind of money. Um, UCLA fans could probably care less about making the playoff, um, but they're, you know, they've been in the hole financially uh, with their athletics for years. We're going to have to cut some programs, but now with this move to the Big Ten, they're, they're going to save a lot of programs. So I think, I mean, it, it's a money grab at the end of the day. Yeah. No, By the no way, lie. But no real, lie, quick. real quick, go ahead. Did yeah. you change? Did you change your background for us to put OSU in the shoe in the the helmet right there? Oh yeah, man! I got I, all the I, I got yeah. all my Big Ten schools. <laughs> I see that. I love yeah. that. I, I just yeah, noticed dude. that detail. I just wanted to point that out. That, I yeah, dude. That. I, I collect I collect helmets. Uh, it's just kind of a hobby. Um, got them all over the place. Uh, but yeah, I've got an OSU one with the little Buckeye uh, stickers on it. It's a it's a good one. I love so, it. Sorry, I cut you off, Cass. I had to point that out. No, no lie, no lie. Uh, my buddy and I, we in 2018, we went to Northwestern Purdue game, and uh, we had a Purdue fan come up, and, and my buddy's a Penn State fan, come up to both of us and said, "I would like to thank Penn State and Ohio State for our new multiplex uh, sports venue." And we're like, <laughs> at first, we're like, "What is he talking about?" He's like, "Oh." Because of all the bowl games and Big Ten championships you guys win, we want to thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. I will. I mean, uh, I, I will say just one more thing though. The the Big Twelve, the one thing they will always have going for them is just they're they're right now an elite basketball conference. They're, yeah. They they are other than the ACC. I mean, the Big Ten too, but. Big 12 has won, you know, the majority of the championships recently. They got, you know, Kansas, Baylor, uh, Texas Tech. I mean, they're really probably one the, of the best basketball conferences right now. I mean, outside of Duke, UNC, and then obviously, you know, the gauntlet of like the seven or eight solid Big Ten teams that never make it to the past the Elite that's the big. That's because the Big Ten beat each other up, man. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. I, yeah, no, I would say the, the basketball-wise, Big 12 and Big Ten are the best. ACC's been down – uh, for a few years now. Yeah, it's. I mean, I will say, uh, Big Twelve basketball is fun for the most part because it, it's it's like electric. It's like it's like basically like scoring like the Big Twelve in football, but it's it's college basketball, so it's it, it's a little more lively than Big Ten, where it's you know grinded out fifty five, fifty four games or something like a Big Ten West football game. Yeah, that's exactly. How, that's how yeah. our basketball is. <laughs> So let's talk about this year. Um, and, you know, we've seen your rankings. And you, you got Travion Henderson, Jackson Smith, and Jigba, and C.J. Stroud ranked high. I mean, everybody has them ranked high on everything. Oh, yeah. Could you see all three of them in New York? Because this offense could be just as good or maybe a little bit better than that 2019 LSU. Projecting, projecting, I'm just saying. Than that 2019 LSU offense. Could you see all three of them possibly – in New York for the Heisman because I feel right now the Heisman race for this year it's two guys. I mean no, I mean you've got some other guys here and there like Bijan Robinson and Jackson Smith and Jigba, but right now realistically it's just two guys. Could you see three guys for Ohio State in New York? I think definitely, but 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 no because um, you've got you know these Heisman voters. Um, a lot of them are Ohio State writers and stuff and so they're gonna take away votes from uh Travion Henderson or Njigba um so I could see at the most two guys 
uh, getting getting there. The three, Which, I don't even know if there's ever been three finalists from one school uh, to the Heisman. We were close with Chase Young in Fields, and then uh, Dobbins. Dobbins was like right yeah. there, but I think Dobbins finished what fifth. Yeah, I think he yeah, finished right. Yeah, I think I think we were actually complaining because it was like they cut it off at four, and he I think he was the fifth, and we were complaining like they just let him go at that point. Yeah, we'll see though, and also like Will Anderson, if if he if, you know at Alabama, if he has like thirty sacks because the dude's just a freak. I mean, I could easily see him winning it. Could, I, could you? Could you see? Too, yeah. Could you see Stroud and Njigba and uh, Bryce Young and Will Anderson be the four in New York? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I think I ranked like my top 100 players uh, going into the season. I think those were the top four. So I, I could easily see that. That Rose Bowl game, <laughs> man, was crazy. I could, from just like looking at your Sooners, I could see, not just choked, uh, I can see Dylan Gabriel and Marvin Mims that combo potentially if they explode. I, the guy, yeah, it could be. This is a hot take, but it could be like a Baker Mayfield, D.D. Westbrook type season if everything goes, you know, phenomenal. Yeah, I, I mean, as a Sooner fan, I'd love to see that, but man, they're not. They're, I don't think they're anywhere close to Stroud and, and Jigba. That's <laughs> it. It's going to be a dynamic duo for sure. Realistically, what do you see your Sooners doing? Well, I, I mean. I'm I'm a little worried about the depth on the offensive line. Um, That kind of struggled last year. The defense should be all right. I mean, they've got talent. They've got enough talent to be, to be competitive in the uh, big 12. My my biggest concern is with Dylan Gabriel and his durability. Um, He did break his collarbone last year. Uh, And Jeff Levy, if you follow his offense at Ole Miss loves running the quarterback. Um, And so, Dylan Gabriel played most of the snaps in the spring game because we don't really have much of a backup. So if he goes down, uh, it could, it, this season could go south uh, really quickly. Um, so you uh, guys we'll have see. a, you guys do have a, um, an easier schedule to begin the season. At least it's, yeah. it's manageable. And I actually had you, I was talking about last week. I have you guys as a sneaky dark horse for the playoff just because I feel like everyone's kind of writing off Oklahoma. You're still, you know, a prestigious program. You still have, you know, blue chip guys. They're like, yeah. my recruiting might not be, you know, what it was, but you still, you still have those, the talent. And if Venables puts it together real quick, which he could, you never know. Easy schedule, quarterback, good receiver. I could see a world where, you know, they're 11 and 1, 12 and 0. Playing, playing, playing for a. I, I mean, I don't think it's. Crazy. I like your optimism. I don't think it's crazy, and they're also. I mean, think about it. that team. They're angry. Their coach left. Uh, their quarterback left. You know, they didn't want to be there. And you saw, you saw in the bowl game how you know they they just played phenomenal. They yeah. they were locked in. I I, I wonder if because college football is a game of just hate and uh, you know anger. If they just bring that in the off season. I could see them truly being, and I'm not. I'm not saying this because you're here. I, I I truly feel that maybe Oklahoma is a dark horse. Um, they'll probably get waxed in the playoff, but they can. Oh, they them. will. Yeah, that, that's why I, I honestly I hope this year they don't make the playoff because I think Ohio State and Bama are by far the two best teams, and they'll wax whoever they play. So, so, so I, I think nine and three is realistic. If they, you know, hit ten and two, I think that's possible. Um, 
but I'm not going into this season thinking, hey, this is a potential national championship uh, run. What uh, would be a successful season in your book for them? I, I'll, I mean, I'll I would you, say I'll give you not, mine after he's done. <laughs> I would say not. I mean, and I'm not like most Sooner fans. Most Sooner fans think that you know we're going to win the national championship this year. <laughs> so, um, I, I mean, ten and two, um, and pl- maybe just playing in the Big Twelve championship uh, would be fine with me. Um, but I, I think people are setting the bar way too high for a team that just lost a lot last year. I have I have nine and three or ten and two playing USC in the Holiday Bowl and beating USC. I like it. I like it. I will go to that game if that happens. Got, <laughs> as got, well, all of the state of Oklahoma. I got them as Big Twelve champs and just four seed. I mean, I was well. I was watching this prediction here, and um, a lot of people high on Kansas State. This guy had Kansas State going I'm ten high and on two. Them too. Uh, yeah. At Kansas State going ten and two and playing Texas in the Big Twelve Championship, but ba- I mean Big Twelve, honestly, Big Twelve could be sneaky this year. I think Baylor's good. There's Baylor, no front runner. Texas, there's no front runner. That, that's why I think it might be really fun to watch the uh, Big Twelve this year. Yeah, I mean, there's no really proven quarterback, and I, I do like Baylor because I think that they are the most physical in the trenches. Um, solid offensive line, solid defensive line. They lost uh, their two skill guys, Tristan Ebner and Abram Smith. But um, I, I just, I think, you know, I, I'm, I'm a believer that the games are won in the trenches. And so that's why I like uh, Baylor right now going into the season. Uh, I, I like their coach too. Yeah, Aranda's a stand-up guy. We made, we made a funny, bold prediction a few weeks ago. That Quinn Ewers will put go will put himself in the transfer portal after he throws three picks against Alabama in the first <laughs> half. I mean, I don't blame him going to Ohio State getting a million dollars, but I think it I, it was just a joke. But I I, I don't Texas going to get a reality check <laughs> week two yeah. when they play Alabama. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Quinn. Uh, I mean, yeah, like Texas, they've got all the bells and whistles skill skill wise, but they they can't block anybody up front and. I mean, they're going to get ran over by Bama. So, interesting, going back to your lists real quick. Yeah. Why haven't you made a list of, and you may have, and I just haven't seen it, of college football current announcers, like a top ten. So duo, I, I, duo uh, sideline reporter, yeah. Yeah, I did. So, I did top 100 media personalities um, okay. probably a couple month, months ago. Just search media personalities okay um and, and that that one blew up because you had all of those guys retweeting it um who was your yeah. one God, who did i have one i think i had i think i had herb street at one yeah, uh, yeah. gus johnson at two um it, i had josh eight pretty high um okay. If you had to do broadcast team, who would you who would your top five be? Broadcast teams. Yeah. When it comes like sideline reporter, color analyst, and the I would team. say like, I love I love watching I love watching the game with Gus Johnson and uh, Joel Klatt. I think they do an awesome job. Then Herb Street and Fowler are obviously uh, number two. Um, God, I like uh, I like Joe Tessitore. Um, I think he usually calls games with uh, with Greg McElroy. Yeah. Um, 
and uh, big big fan of Dusty Dvorak, and uh, I can't. He, he's he actually good, yeah. I know he's a former yeah. Sooner, but I, I do enjoy him. Yeah, I can't. His his the guy that he kind of calls games with changes. Um, but I'm just trying to think who else. Yeah, I don't I get, I get kind of annoyed by uh, Brad Nessler and Gary Danielson. Gary Danielson kind of gets on my nerves. I think it's Gary Danielson in general because I like Brad Nessler. <laughs> Um, I liked I, Gary Danielson before I was a Buckeye. Like when I was just watching, when I didn't have a true allegiance, because you know, before you actually go to college, I, the, yeah. I, I had like I had like ten teams I like because I don't know where I'm going to college. I didn't mind sure. Gary Danielson. Uh, I love Todd Blackledge. I, I, I oh yeah, he, yeah. Todd Blackledge is great. McDonough and Todd Blackledge. Yeah. Be, yeah. I do like Tim Brando. Tim Brando's good as well. Yeah. I like watching his games. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting because, you know, I, I do some Fox Sports work when they come and do big noon kickoff here in Columbus. And, I get, you know, I've been up in the booth with Gus and Joel, and it's been, it's it's fun. And I've also been on the, uh, you know, the other end of the spectrum and been on the uh, studio side too. And oh, nice. I'd have, to, I'd have to say between the two coaches, or obviously I like Urban Meyer because he was a, a Buckeye. But, like, when it came to friendliness, like, the rehearsal day, Urban Meyer blew Bob Stoops out of the water. Like, really? I just, uh, yeah. I, I, he Urban, was, like, fr- Urban was friendlier than Bob Stoops? Yes, to me. To me, anyway. To me. Oh, well, okay. yeah. You're a Buckeye. You're, yeah. uh, you're a Buckeye. <laughs> well, no, so, no, no. I, I think it was just, I caught, like, somebody said, you must have caught Urban on a good day. And I, I must have because, it, you know, it was rehearsal de- day. Uh, I parked his car. He was just friendly as can be. Uh, he quote tweeted then, us. <laughs> yeah, really. That same yeah. weekend. Yeah, that's awesome. So, yeah, he did. He did give us an I O or like, whatever. Like I said, <laughs> and then and then Bob Stoops last year. It was like, hey, Bob, you know, Coach Bob, you know, and he just walked away. It's like, really, dude? Like, interesting. I, mean, I would have never have guessed that. By the way, did Bob Stoops throw out uh, Lincoln Riley stuff? Did you? I know you're in on that situation. Yeah. Was that ever confirmed? I, I, I don't know. There's so much so much that came out during then all i know is that he was golfing and got like called in by the jokasically on the athletic director like he was on like the sixth hole of a golf course and he had to like run to his car oh. and and <laughs> kind of just do damage control because like i mean it was just weird Link, lincoln riley just basically calls a press conference you know calls the players yeah. together says hey i'm taking this job um you know good luck and he's 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 gone and then Stoops, I mean, what he did during that transition, I mean, I think he will forever be uh, one of the greatest Sooners of all time because he really yeah. held that fan base together uh, during that just crazy time period. And don't get me wrong, I do like Bob Stoops. I'm not going to take that one personal, like, preference, like, oh, not yeah. preference, but, like, that interaction I had with him. Maybe he was just in a hurry. You know, you never know. I don't know the story, you know. But, like, I do respect Bob Stoops a lot, and I, you know, he, he's one of the greatest in my era of lifetime. He's one of the greatest coaches of all time in my era of lifetime, you know? And, but like, I made a joke when USC and UCLA joined the, came out and announced that they joined the big 10. I made a joke. Oh, here in three years, we're going to see Lincoln Riley bolting for Florida state because he can't win in the big 10. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I can't wait to see Lincoln Riley playing and, Iowa City in late November. No, the best one. The best one I said was 
It's going to be November 1st, USC at Rutgers on Big Ten Network with uh, Brandon Godden and some former Big Ten linebacker that thinks he knows it all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, like <laughs> real, real quick, uh, we got about two minutes left before this thing, Zoom kicks us off because Zoom hates us. But uh, could we ever see, do you, could you ever see Ryan Day pulling a Lincoln Riley? Because some Ohio State fans are a little nervous about that at times. No. No, because Ohio State's probably the best, one of the two top two best jobs in the country. He's got, he owns the state of Ohio for recruiting. Um, no, I, I would it's, never see that happening. I mean, and what I, do you, and where what would he go? Different. Where would he go? I mean, what's a better job than Ohio State? I guess maybe the NFL. Yeah, um, that's, that's the only thing that concerns and, the majority of the fans, I and, guess. And, and what he did for Harry Miller, he, the dude's, Harry Miller's still on scholarship. Like, make sure Harry Miller graduates. I mean, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he's not He's not going anywhere. Y'all, I don't think y'all have to worry about it. Yeah, absolutely. But, I mean, we got about, you know, a minute left. But Big Game Boomer, thank you so much for coming on and just, like, yeah. enlightening us, sharing, you know, your experience, your, your history, uh, giving us, you know, uh, Oklahoma's perspective on things. Uh, we appreciate having you on so much. Uh, Cass, anything else you want to add? Where do you rank roosters? <laughs> roosters? What is that? Lo- oh, is that like a late, that like a late night? Is that it's, a late night? It's oh, in Columbus. It's like a Columbus wing wing place. If you're ever in town, DM me. I will we'll take you to roosters. If, okay. If Columbus. What they do? They what they do is they make their chick. They have a chick kitchen staff every morning, and they chop their kitchen their, their chicken fresh every morning. It's a beat. It's a better beat. Sounds good to me. Yeah, it's really good. But yeah, big game boomer. Thank you so much. And everyone, thank you so much for listening to the bunch of notes podcast. And as always go bucks.